This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti. Our special guest this week is Carolina Panthers head coach, Frank Reich. Frank's an excellent football coach. He's a great man of God, so stay tuned. I love talking to him. Exciting things happening for the Carolina Panthers as a football team and for Frank. They just traded for the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. So Frank didn't have a lot of quarterback stability in Indianapolis, had a different starting quarterback in each of his five seasons there, hoping to fix that with the Panthers as they will get their pick of the draft and they can draft whichever, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. I think it'll be Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, but that'll be decided Good for Frank, who also started the Not Today Foundation, which does tremendous work fighting against human trafficking domestically. Our partner, International Justice Mission, does a great job with human trafficking worldwide. And Not Today and IJM have partnered up to do some things as well. I want to talk a little bit this week about how our plans sometimes change. I mentioned last week that I was heading to... Philly heading to New Jersey from Florida to speak at a church. And, well, it never happened because last Friday I get to the airport. First, before I get to the airport, I find out that my flight is delayed an hour, hour and a half. I get there, no big deal. It's now pushed back another hour and then another hour and then another hour. In all, in totality, it was pushed back seven hours before I fought. Like, I sat there at Tampa International Airport, and I love Tampa Airport. It's awesome, easy to get in, easy to get out. I, it's, it's just a great experience there all the time. But I sat there for seven hours before, and they offered the airline frontier, which is, I don't want to bash but if you don't ever have to fly on Frontier, just don't do it. It There's always an issue. However, they did offer to refund. At one point, they sent us vouchers. They sent us a voucher via email for a ten, like a $10 off eat or drink whatever you want here while you're waiting. As it, like, if you've been anywhere nowadays, like $10 don't even get you. It gets you nothing. At the airport. But besides the point, they did offer a full refund. So seven hours into my waiting, and I, I'm like, I'm excited. I'm going up north. I'm going to see my mom. I'm going to see my family. She's made some spaghetti and meatballs for me. And, and, and like, I'm looking forward to that meal. And I'm looking forward to this message that I, I was going to share at this men's breakfast. And instead, Seven hours into it, I'm like, if we even fly, if it comes on time now, I'm just going to get there. It's it's going to be past midnight. I got to get up and then go. And all right, I'll take the refund. And I went back. And like my wife's texting me and, and I, I'm in communication with some other people and they're, they're texting me like, what's going on? Seven hours. Like, you got to be going crazy. And I'm thinking to myself, like, normally I'm an impatient person. I'm a very impatient person. But this opportunity to just sit there at the airport, I'm like, all right, well, one, I'm going to do some work without being interrupted, without being distracted in any way. 
But also, uh, there's a few people, like it's a flight to Philly, and there, there's some some folks who know me, and hey, you were on the radio here in Philly, 97.5 The Fanatic, or hey, I follow you on Twitter, or hey, I follow you on Instagram, and hey, I read your your stuff. And like I had like three or four different conversations with some people. But then there was one particular man who I, I sat down with, and it was like at an entirely different area. He was flying to Atlanta. He wasn't even going to Philly, and he was delayed too as well. And I told him, like, oh, I, I, he's like, why, why haven't you already left taking a refund? I'm like, no, nah, I, I really want to go share this message. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, man, somebody really needs to hear what I have to share because the enemy is working extra hard to make sure I don't get there and share with these men. So I'm talking to this guy. He's like, well, what is it? Well, what are you going to talk to them about? So I, I give him like the five minute, seven minute version. And I actually shared it on last week's episode, the dump your trash episode. So as I'm sharing with this guy, he's like, man, I, I, I really needed to hear that. And I don't know what was happening in his life. He didn't get into too many details. He didn't give me any examples or or anything along the He just thanked me for sharing the five, seven-minute version with him and said, I really needed to hear that. And, and then the, 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 the folks who put together this event that I was going to go speak, it's not a big deal. Next time... You can just, we'll reschedule, you'll come back, we'll do it bigger, we'll have more people there, uh, and we can, we'll just, we'll go, it'll be great. So I'm thinking, like, here is the enemy trying really hard to make sure I don't get to where I'm going to share a message that I'm excited to, to speak about, and yet I get to share it with one guy at the airport who told me he really needed to hear it. And I always say, it's just about that one. We always get caught up in like how many people are listening or who can I impact or how can I change this life or what can I do to help as many people as possible. But it always starts with one. So if there was just one person who benefited in just in a small way and God put me there in that position at that moment by being delayed for seven stinking hours then that's awesome. And then if next time when I get there, and I believe I'm going to do it in May, and there's more people and they can hear me, like, that's great. But how do we react to when things don't go our way? When plans don't go as we expected them to? For me, it was, well, I'm not going to get there at noon. I'm not going to go spend several hours with my mom and see my brother and his family and eat some meatballs and then wake up and then go share a message and then and then see and then hop on a plane and come back. Like, it's, it's not going to happen this weekend. It's just not going to happen. So I took advantage of the opportunity, did some work, spoke to some people, came home that night, spent some quality time with my wife and, the, and my kids and we watched a move. So we, you, you take something that can be annoying or frustrating, and we could turn it into something better. Like plans are great, but plans are never always, all, they're not always going to unfold as 
we expect them to, whether it's travel plans, especially nowadays with airlines the way they are. Whatever it may be, plans aren't going to always unfold as expected. But if we focus so much on making sure our plans go exactly as planned, exactly as, like, I'm not an itinerary guy. I'm not someone who has, like, I wake up at 8 a.m. and then eat breakfast at 8.45. Like, that's, and, and for those of you who do that, who are structured that way, good for you. I, and, and I think that's a great thing. I'm not that way. I don't have detailed structure. But if you have any sort of plans and they don't go your way and we're so focused and so intent on making them come true, it could be crushing. It, it could be like, oh, we, we worked my whole life. Like I'm talking now bigger than travel plans, much bigger. I'm talking about like plant career plans, family plans. If you're married and you're trying to have children or if if you're not married and you're trying to get married and you're in a relationship or you're working toward a goal at at work at, at your job and whatever. If those plans, those big plans that we are so focused on, if they don't go the way we want them to, it can be devastating sometimes. It can be crushing. And I, I think too often those plans, they benefit us, right? And sure, they may benefit certainly our immediate family. And if it's work-related or whatever it may be, it's going to help. But if our plans are self-serving and they don't unfold the way we want them to, and we put everything into making sure they go the way we want them to, it's going to hurt. It's going to crush us. But the thing about our plans is they can always change and we can make something good out of nothing. We can make something better out of that change. God's plans for us, they never change. They're the same. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. Our plans, if they don't unfold the way we want them to and they change, we can fix those. God, he's got, he's got this big plan for our lives, and he knows what's going to happen, and he knows what he wants from us. And I love what Jesus says in Matthew 7, 24, 25. And he's talking about the house that's built on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Bad stuff's going to happen. There are going to be things in our life far worse than spending seven hours at an airport. Far worse. There's going to be moments in our lives where we work so hard to achieve something and it's it's going to fall apart. There are going to be relationships that you have that don't pan out. There's going to be illnesses and sickness in family and for some of us. There's going there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. And if we're always holding on to life's got to go the way I planned it, 
and the foundation isn't built on that rock of the Lord, we're going to crumble. But if our rock, if our foundation is in our faith, is in, in Jesus, who will never change, then we'll be okay. So whatever we're having to deal with now, whatever silly plans, they don't go our way, that's fine. God's got a bigger plan for us. God's got the best plan for us. And if we build our foundation on him, if we keep it centered on him, we can deal with everything. We can deal with any silly little travel plan or the bigger stuff, right? I feel like that that small stuff, if I can handle seven hours in an airport and like all this nonsense, then I can handle something bigger. And then if I can handle that, I can handle something else. And that's just the way, that's, that's the way life is going to be. Build our foundation on that rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. I will not crumble because of the Lord. Up next, you're going to hear from Frank Reich. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. This is Derek Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on a Field and tell a friend or two about the show. I want to take a minute to thank all of our wonderful sponsors, International Justice Mission and Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at faithonafieldshow.com. Our guest this week, Frank Reich, played 13 seasons in the NFL with Buffalo, Carolina, the New York Jets, the Detroit Lions. He was a backup quarterback most of his career. He did lead the biggest comeback in NFL history in a playoff win for the Buffalo Bills, and that is until the Vikings and Kirk Cousins had a bigger comeback last season against the Colts, Frank's old team. Frank was in seminary after retiring. He came back to the NFL as a coach, he was offensive coordinator with the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, when they won the Super Bowl. 
Then he got a head coaching job at Indianapolis, as I mentioned earlier. He had no, he had a lot of success there, went to the playoffs a few times, but they had no quarterback stability after Andrew Luck retired abruptly, and they went from Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Now he's in Carolina, and Frank's going to get the number one pick in the draft, the Panthers are, and we'll see what they can do with it. But Frank and his Not Today Foundation do tremendous work fighting against human trafficking domestically. Check them out at K-N-O-T, not K-N-O-T, today.org. Here's Frank. Frank, I know you've got a new opportunity now in Carolina. What does it mean to you to be there so close to, uh, I know you've got family. It's sort of a homecoming for you with your history with the franchise. Yeah, very excited um, for on many accounts. First of all, for family purposes, you know, my three children and grandchildren are in this state. So excited about that. Obviously, I was here in 1995. Um, so there's deep roots and love for the Panthers organization, but not really excited about that past, excited about the future of what Panthers football is going to look like and getting to work with this team and exciting brand of football to the Carolina. Tell, tell, Frank, tell me about that future. What have you seen? This is a team, right, that finished strong, missed out on the playoffs in a, in a difficult division where a lot of the teams were down, but they finished strong. What have you seen so far? I know you're early in your evaluation to give you optimism, hope for the future. Well, that we did finish strong last year um, and made a really good push to the playoffs. That is a great a sign of the character that's in the locker room, a sign of the quality of players to you know, keep fighting to the end and, 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 and not just the character, but the talent, you know, uh, went in a bunch of games coming down the stretch defensively, playing at a high level, offensively, really clicking on all cylinders in the second half of the season, and special teams being one of the top-ranked special teams units in the league. Those are all really good signs going forward. Frank, at your last stop in Indianapolis, you didn't have stability at the quarterback position. We know how important that is in the NFL. How do you go about trying to figure that out so you can – so it can be different going forward. Yeah, it's a big deal. And so it's a question of, you know, getting together with Scott Fitter, the GM, Mr. Tepper, you know, really having a plan, which we will. We've already started talking about that. But then it's about executing the plan. And uh, so looking forward to that process, that'll be very enjoyable. You know, studying the quarterbacks, both in college and free agents, um, everybody that's available, every option is open. But the main thing, as we've talked about, it's really looking for stability there. That's really what you need for the consistency that that we want to show. What about the coaching staff? I know you hired a defensive coordinator who's had some success. How important is it to make sure you surround yourself with guys who have a similar vision as you? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it is massive uh, undertaking and as mentioned, that vision's got to be the same, but we really want diversity of thought and backgrounds because we want to bring that all to bear on this team. We all have different experiences, so it, it will be um, a staff that will be very thoughtfully and meticulously put together. Frank, you were a big part of the Eagles' success the last time they were here in this Super Bowl. Uh, Nick Sirianni spoke very highly of you over the past two years and again today of what an influence you were on his career. What did you see in Nick to to maybe give you a sense that he could be this guy who's got a team in the Super Bowl in year two of his program? He's got an incredible ability to connect with players. 
Um, and it's just authentic. It's genuine. It's easy for him. I mean, because he cares. He's just really good at that. Um, he's also an elite offensive mind. He's a great game planner. I, I mean, and he's just got the, he's just got that po- coaching pedigree. Um, we worked together for six years. It was a real highlight. We continue to stay in touch and and really, he likes to say. I, I know he's always complimentary because I'm like the older brother who mentored him. But trust me, this was a two way street. We both benefited from it, and uh, I've learned a lot from Nick. Frank, he told me yesterday for him, it's faith, family, football, and, and it's in that order, that priority. I know where you stand as a believer in your relationship with the Lord, how important it is. How often are you able to have those conversations with the coaches? Those are life conversations. I mean, um, you know, there's a, there's a passage, First Peter 3.15, that says, always be prepared to tell others for the hope that you have in Christ Jesus. You know, and then the end of that verse says, when they ask. So, you know, this game is a about relationships with players, coaches, with everybody. My experience is, is if we're going to develop a deep friendship that's real, eventually you're going to talk about everything that's important to you. I want to hear what's important to you. You want to hear what's important to me as you develop a relationship. And so um, those things don't have to be forced. They kind of just flow out of natural friendships, relationships. And uh, that's kind of the way I approach it. Frank, your Not Today Foundation we spoke about in the past is doing incredible work, important work fighting to protect children domestically how much more work though is there that needs to be done and and, and how do we go about trying to, to get there and get to that point where these kids are safe yeah this is a massive problem you know um 50 million people are estimated to be victims of modern slavery you know over 10 million of those are children um human trafficking and slavery gener- is a 150 billion dollar industry which makes which should make us all sick so but we're not going to just sit here and talk about how sick that makes us that people would actually the people who are actually supposed to be taking care of children some of them are actually exploiting them so what's what's our response our response is to join together as a team you know join together as a team um, and everybody do our part so for not today you know we're about really trying to do three things. We want to push legislation that will protect children. You know, we want to help. We want to really focus on prevention, education. That's a really big deal. Last year in in the state of Indianapolis, we helped uh, do prevention education for um, many students. Um, And then we want to help support law enforcement. Um, And the other thing that we've learned is there are a lot of great organizations uh, around the world uh, and in the United States doing work here. We in particular partner with many of them. IGM is a real leader in this industry. So we've really enjoyed our partnership with them. They're, they've been leaders in this industry for a long time and we're trying to play our part. But each one of us have a part. Parents, parents coaches, yes. we all have a part in the process. I was going to ask you about IJM because I've worked with them for a couple of years now and just love seeing what they're doing internationally. How valuable is that partnership? for you as you work on a domestic front and they work internationally. Yeah, they're incredible. And they really, they did make their mark internationally um, in so many ways. Um, they developed team freedom, which is a great way to, they, they developed close relationship with many uh, NFL players to use that platform to bring attention to this issue internationally. And it's excited to talk. It's exciting to talk to the IGM team to see how they're now really stepping into, you know, domestic work as well. So we're trying to partner with them in a lot of that domestic work. 
Again, this is all hands on deck. Let's each play our part in protecting children from sexual abuse, exploitation, and trafficking. Frank, last one for you. I know you were planning to be here for the Bart Starr Award at the Super Bowl breakfast and present to Kirk Cousins. You did a phenomenal job sharing last year. Kirk is a guy who is, he, he, the narrative is he doesn't, he's criticized because he doesn't win the big game. But you know, to receive an award like that, just how important his character is. And, and what do you say about your identity not being in your accomplishments in your Super Bowl and winning or losing, but in who you are to be a man who can accept an award like that? No, I mean, the Bart Star Award, right, is legendary when it comes to the Super Bowl. It's a synonymous deal. And when you look at the list of men who have won that, you look at Kirk Cousins and saying he he, he should be standing among those men. His character and and what I appreciate about Kirk is that that consistency of that character has been there um, throughout his whole career. Uh, obviously, he's a man of strong faith in Christ, and but he's just done so much to give back into the community. Um, he's been a, a great testimony in many ways. Um, it's been fun for me just to get to know him a little bit. Obviously, him leading the greatest comeback in NFL history. It kind of pains me to say that <laughs> since uh, since our team originally had that but it was kind of fun to pass the torch on to him. Frank, thank you. I appreciate your time, and I, I wish you a ton of blessings in, in your new endeavor in Carolina. Thank you so much. That's it for this week. Thank you to Frank Reich. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our Faith on a Field Show team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti, reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's dairy stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage.